Good morning. The lesson today is the second lesson in this new quarter entitled Prophets Faithful to God's Covenant. We're in Unit 1 and the second lesson from the unit which is entitled Faithful Prophets. On last week, there was a discussion about the prophet Moses. This week, we're going to talk about Joshua. To get started, let us pray. Lord, thank you for your many blessings and forgiveness. Please help us to yield to your word and understand that you have given us promises that can be realized by trusting and obeying what it says. Help us to accept our limitations and understand that there are rules to follow and work to do for the Holy Spirit to work effectively in our lives. This I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. In today's lesson, the Israelites' wilderness journey has ended. Their leader, Moses, is dead. And now they are under new leadership with Joshua. Up to our lesson, under Joshua's leadership, God has miraculously had his people to cross the Jordan River. And now Jericho is the obstacle that stands between the Israelites and the promised land. Today's lesson is taken from Joshua chapters 5 and 6 and is entitled Joshua, Prophet of Conquest. It's broken into three sections, Messenger of the Plan, the plan to conquer Jericho, and Joshua obeys the plan. In section one, Messenger of the Plan, Joshua 5, verses 13 through 15. And it reads, Now, when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and asked, Are you for us or for our enemies? Neither, he replied, but as a commander of the Lord, of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, What message does God, what message does my Lord have for his servant? The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Now Joshua shows that he's brave. I mean, he approaches a total stranger with a drawn sword, and it's as if he's saying, now, if you're for us, then we can talk. But if you're for the enemy, you need that drawn sword. You see, Joshua took to heart what God had told him in chapter 1. In verse 9, where God tells him to be strong and courageous, to not be terrified or discouraged because God promised uh, Joshua he would be with him wherever he went. We too can be courageous while standing on the promises of God. But something else occurred in this uh, script passage of scripture. He was told that he was standing on holy ground. Now, you remember when Moses was told something sim similar at the burning bush? But the other thing I really want you to notice about this is that initially Joshua was bold and courageous, but then he shows humility. He bows down in reverence to the angel of the Lord. He's now ready to receive the message. 
on how God was going to give him and the Israelites victory. Just as Joshua, if we're to hear from God, we must humble ourselves in order to listen. Section two, the plan to conquer Jericho. That's Joshua 6, verses 5, 1 through 5. Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up. Everyone straight in. Can you imagine being told that victory was going to come by marching around a property for six days and then on the seventh day, march seven times? Let's be honest now. Following those instructions would sound insane to somebody who doesn't know the Lord. But since Joshua is or was aware of the power of God's presence, he passes these important instructions on to the Israelites, making sure that they were given exactly like he received them. The Ark of the Lord signified God was with them. His presence offered reassurance that he would definitely give them victory. This lesson illustrates the importance of following God's word no matter how difficult or impossible it sounds. God can bring anything to pass with anyone he chooses. I want you to do something for me. I need you to type something in the uh, chat box and answer this question. What is one instruction from the Bible that does not make sense to an unbeliever? An example would be, love your enemy. Non-believers don't understand that. While you're uh, tap typing in the chat box, I'm going to go on to section three. Joshua obeys the plan. That's Joshua 6, verses 15, 16, and 20. On the seventh day, they got up at daybreak and marched around the city seven times in the same manner, except on that day, they circled the city seven times. The seventh time around, when the priest sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. When the trumpet sounded, the army shouted, and at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So everyone charged straight in and took the city. Scripture tells us that the inhabitants of Jericho had already heard about the Israelites' God giving them victory over their enemies, and that caused them to fear. Of course, the two spies also had been in the city and kind of surveyed the place, and they knew the layout of the city. In addition, the prostitute Rahab 
assisted their escape from the city. And because of her faith in the God of Israel, she and her family will be saved from destruction that was about to befall Jericho. We can only wonder what those people thought, hearing the footsteps of the, of the uh, Israelites marching around the city and blowing uh, their um, trumpets once and then silence. And then the next day, the same thing for six days. And then suddenly on the seventh day, they heard him going around and around and around. And can you just phantom the fear and dismay that brought that uh, might have been brought on by the sound of the trumpet and the shouts and followed by the commotion and the thunderous sound made by the cr crashing wall? That day, there was a reckoning for the past sins of those Canaanites that lived in Jericho and victory for the Israelites for believing and trusting in the one and only awesome God. You see, Jericho was one of the Canaanite cities where people were preoccupied with evil practices of divination, sorcery, idolatry, and witchcraft. And they even sacrificed their children at some of their religious ceremonies. The Canaanites losing their cities to the Israelites was the price they paid for unrepentant sin. We find that the Israelites had total, totally opposite experience. They did not use weapons nor big logs to tear down the wall. They just obeyed God's command to walk, blow the trumpet, and shout. Then the wall collapsed. What a victory! Joshua and the Israelites conquered a city through the power of Almighty God himself. Why? Because they obeyed and trusted in the power of God. Now, there are always lesson implications. The first is acknowledge limitations. Joshua had a relationship with God and knew he could trust him. Jericho was not his first rodeo. His humility when he recognized the messenger of God and asked, what message does, the, does my Lord have for his servant, illustrates he knew he needed instructions from above. God, gave, God can give us his instructions when we humble ourselves and acknowledge our limitations because only then we perform in the unlimited power of our God. There's another thing I want you to type in the chat box. And I want you to answer this question, the second question. What is one don't the Bible tells us or, or might tell us that is hard for an unbeliever to understand? An example of that is don't be equally yoked with an unbeliever. Chat, um, type that in the chat box while I go on to the second point from Lesson Implications. Follow God's instructions. The Bible is full of instructions of how pe God's people are to live. They are not there to make us miserable or keep us from having fun, like some might say. He knows the pitfalls and harms that exist in this world. The Bible gives instructions to lead us to life, to life more abundantly. Some of you are like Joshua. 
you've, you've followed God's instructions and you know they, uh, that they are there to protect and guide you. And that is why your faith is strong today. Then there are others like us, you know, like me, who have a strong faith, but it's because we have gone and followed our own desires in the past, and it was costly. Okay, so then we know that we are to follow God's instructions. All right, let's go to those questions that I had asked earlier. The first one had to do with one instruction from the Bible that will not, you know, that um would not make sense to an unbeliever. And I gave you the example of, of loving your enemy. Some others might be lay hands on the sick and anoint them with oil. The love of money is the root to all evil. Rejoice in sorrow. Give a tenth of your earnings to the Lord. There are far more, but those are some that you might have considered. Now, what is your answer for the second question? What a, what's a don't that the Bible tells you? And an example I gave you is don't use the Lord's name in vain. Well, others might be don't be equally yoked to an unbeliever. Um, and that may have been the other one I gave. But anyway, Christians don't sue other Christians and don't test God. Unbelievers don't understand that. Christians live differently from the world and they worship a true God who can fight their battles. His word is true, and there are many examples in the Bible of blessings for those who believe in him when they trust and obey. May God bless you with a great week, and stay safe.